I'm going to argue with Jason that there's no such thing as a double switcheroo. Eh, Frank's a loser. Lodero. So I officially hate like 94% of Atlanta fans. Guys, I'm going to make you set down your teacups and take your pinky fingers and put them back into the fist that they need to be in because this has gotten far too cordial. I lost to the freaking cat team. Just a whisker. A whisker of a loss. Was that a rational RSL take from Jason? Hey, I, I, I'm probably the most rational RSL fan. You just got lawyered by a non-lawyer, bro. Hello and welcome to episode 18 of the MLS Fantasy Insider Podcast, our review of round 14 and preview of round 15. This episode is brought to you by... Uh, no, no, no. Uh, actually, this episode is brought to you by MLSFantasyBoss.com and the awesome subreddit community of r slash fantasy MLS. I'm your host, Reed Connolly, from MLSFantasyBoss.com, and in honor of the reduced game schedule, I'm joined by just a couple of co-hosts this week. We have Mike Denton and Jason Whisker. Oh, oh, well, it looks like Jason's asleep, so um, well, welcome, Blaine Riffle. How are you guys doing tonight? Doing well, doing well, Reed. Excellent. I'm, I'm sorry, Jason's just just totally conked out after that last episode. Really took a lot out of him. Yeah, it was like he was body slammed. I, I don't know if it was last episode or the two RSL matches he had to watch this weekend. Mm. That could have been it. That could have been it. What was that? Eleven points in two games. That's that's the bottom of the barrel. Yep. Yep. Well, well, oh well. Tough to be Jason. We'll we'll hear more from him when he comes back. But if you guys have thoughts about RSL. Just hit up Jason on Twitter. I'm sure he'd be happy to hear them. Uh, speaking of last week, yes, RSL did horrible, but there were a lot of big fantasy scores this round. Uh, I think the highest score was close to 200 points, which is absolutely ridiculous. Guys, how did your teams do? Mike? My team was doing fantastic. It was doing round rank nine after Wednesday night, ramming into uh, Sunday, looking for big points. I had a whole bunch of Orlando defenders. And then none of the Orlando defenders played because I had Suter, Toya, and Aha, and Christ rotated all of them. So he uh, got to hand some points to Chicago, and I got stuck with 158. Other than, I mean, other than that, it was pretty good, but I had Callens on the bench. So I had mixed feelings. Not not really mixed, but had to enjoy his goal, game-winning goal with a slight tear in my eye. But 158 only dropped three points, <laughs> three spots. <laughs> Uh, Blaine, before is. you get to your team, you have a special guest with you tonight. Yeah, uh, I'm actually sitting in the hospital with my brand new baby daughter, Lily. Yay. Hey, Lily. And she was born, I guess, a week ago Sunday, and I still managed to get my fantasy lineup out, and so did my wife. So, and I think I saw that Andrew Wiebe made zero transfers again. So <laughs> if we can have a baby and still get our lineups up and have competitive teams, there is no excuse for Wiebe not to get a lineup up every week. I think he just yeah. likes being a talking point of the show. Yeah, maybe. Now, now, Blaine, has your baby made any picks yet? Like, does he really <laughs> have a fantasy team yet? No. She can um, probably outscore Wiebe. <laughs> she probably could and as soon as we can get her where she can start pointing at the phone i'll let her start making some picks for me i like that that could be our new segment baby versus weeby well how'd your team do uh 173 for the round uh wednesday night started off a little slow but uh fagundes really came on strong on the weekend and really happy with the team with because i actually missed the deadline i put my lineup in about four hours early 
thinking, oh, I'll get the lineup. And then 30 minutes after the first game started, I realized that I missed all the lineups coming out. So mm-hmm. I'll take my 173 and round rank 301 for that one. Yeah, hey, that's a fantastic score. Uh, I'm very happy about this round, especially after the horrible week that I was really wanting to forget from uh, round 14 so or round 13. So I got 176 points. So was very pleased with that. 105 points after the first day of games. I think I was around rank 14 at that point. Uh, ended on round rank 176, uh, 161 overall, 176 points. New York City defense really came in big for me, as Mike and I were talking about. I had both Chanel and Callens. So not only did I get clean sheet points, I got... Uh, goals as well so it was it was just great uh, my lowest scoring player was Suter being part of the Orlando rotation everybody else uh, with nine points everybody else was above that so uh, uh, had a good time good week it was it was a lot of fun and a lot of high fantasy scores in general the average point was 92 so if you did 92 or higher you're you're right there where you need to be if you are in triple digits you're you're doing better than Andrew Weeby. So there you go. There you go. Good job. Uh, now, there were some really big games this weekend. We already mentioned RSL's big, big losses. Um, some other just r- real fun games that I have to say wow about. Uh, Colorado. That's the third win at home that they've that they've gotten. That's that's great. Uh, I don't know if that's something we can expect going forward, but definitely worth Worth taking a, a notice for everyone who tends to kind of look down upon Colorado. Now they've been close. So I don't know if you're really going to jump in on that, but but it happened. Uh, and I also have to say, I know, Mike, you downplayed Orlando, but what about that Bendix save against D.C.? Oh, I mean, Orlando, regardless, had, had a great week. I mean, they've been kind of inconsistent going in into this week but this week i mean the lions went full lion and i mean they just bossed dc and chicago i mean i know dc had some opportunities but i mean bendix incredible save and i think specter had a goal line clearance too uh, i mean the, the orlando game against dc was just a bunch of gifs of awesome orlando defensive plays and then you know holding their own with a you know a brand new back line and like with nine men for 30 minutes i mean that's impressive i mean in general this week was a, a week at you know matt Doyle wrote a column about it about how strong the home field advantage has been this year oh yeah um i mean that that's your ticket was was if you get the home players they they racked up points um you know orlando you know i saw some people were thought oh rsl is going to get uh fc dallas because dallas is missing hedges and zimmerman nope fc dallas uh stomped them um you know sporting kansas city had rough they got minnesota at home boom and i mean that that was another interesting game too uh, I don't know if anyone, may, maybe Blaine watched it, but um, it looked like Minnesota of March again with uh, with Cronin being suspended. Uh, I mean, Sporting Kansas City had so many meaty chances uh, created. I, I don't know if any of y'all have a roast beef pull boy, but and to see how much meat is piled on that, that's how meaty the chances Sporting Kansas City uh, were get, generating. I mean, it's amazing that they only got three goals. They should have had like seven. Um, yeah, I mean, it, but it was really a week for, for the home teams. Um, the only team on the road that had a, a lot of success, if, if I'm remembering right, is uh, the LA Galaxy, uh, who completed a four-game uh, road stand with only uh, one not win, and that was this week against DC. Um, so they, they've kind of turned it around, too. So, yeah. yeah, a lot of home teams racking it up. What about you, Blaine? Anything stand out? Oh, the Colorado game is a huge 
huge one for me. That's just they're showing themselves. And then um, Montreal taking it or winning against New York. I mean, they I know Montreal has been turning it around lately, but New York just looks bad right now. Like, I am so shocked. Or Well, I guess I shouldn't say I'm so shocked. I mean, but just to go to Montreal and do that, I've been ragging on New York for a while. I just don't think they've got it, and it's just they're reaffirming everything I've said. I know a lot of people have been shocked. So, um, yeah, I mean, what's New York going to do? True, true. Yeah, they've definitely fallen down the ranks, uh, at least BWP and and Clutch and have on my top 50 article with with, uh, MLS that's posted recently. So, uh, I, I don't know. I'm just not willing to go in on them just yet. Have something to show still. Fantasy takeaways, Mike. I, I think you already touched on the biggest one: the home teams. Anything else? Um, New England had a really good week. Uh, you know, getting a draw at New York City. Um, I, I think Bl- Blaine mentioned his Fagundes pick. Uh, I think they're kind of settling into where Lee Wynn and Fagundes are, are now more dependable uh, fantasy picks uh, going forward. Because I think either Ka- Kai Kamara or Agudelo is going to see the bench in favor of Fagundes. At least that's what it seems to me. Um, we'll have to see if that bears out. But if so, you know, Fagundes could be a really good option going forward. Blaine? Yeah, I could definitely back that one up. Like, I picked Fagundes. Uh, I just saw two decent chances. I didn't know what was going to happen in New York. And that one was um, kind of a do-nothing game. I was feeling kind of nervous with his three points there. But then he comes out and puts up, I think, another 12 to finish up with 15 points on the round against uh, Toronto at home. And I know Toronto's had a little bit of a shaky back line and some stuff going on lately. But I think New England's really settling in right now as a dangerous team. And they can put up goals, I think, on anybody in the league. If you are if you got a defense going up against them, I wouldn't pick anybody from that just because I don't think you're going to get many points out of them. Yeah, very true. They they had one of the most difficult double games, I, I thought, uh, aside from RSL, that was uh, double away. But having New York City and Toronto was uh, it was rough, and, and they did well. So big, big props to New England. A lot of their players should be on the short list for for options, especially when they're they're at home, I think, for for fantasy managers then, going forward. And then one more random curve buster here. What, a, what about defenders scoring goals this week? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I know we're talking about Callens and Chanel got them. Madranda's technically a defender, and he got one. But Opara put in a knuckler from, what, 30, 40 yards out and uh, froze Shuttleworth on it. And then Kendall Lawson getting two. I mean, where does that come from? <laughs> it comes from because MLS. That's where no, the, the full because MLS there would have been uh, Waston getting his two goals and then getting a red card and going down for uh, point four. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably I was true. waiting for it. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thanks for that wrap up. Uh, some great things to take away. A little bit of a break coming up. Uh, moving right into housekeeping now. It, you know, it's just easier for me to tell you which teams are playing in round 15 because most of them are on a buy. Uh, thanks to some international call ups and preparations for um, just, you know, Gold Cup's coming up. So watch watch these bye weeks. They're going to be coming up for a lot more teams. The only teams playing for round 15, Chicago, Atlanta, Sporting Kansas City, Montreal, Portland, and Dallas. So that's it. Those are the six teams you're going to have your players from unless you're looking for somebody who's just a scrub or a switcheroo. That's it. Everybody else on a bye. 
Uh, moving on to the Patreon, thank you so much for everyone who continues to donate and the few new donations I've seen pop up uh, after the show show tonight i'm going to get working on some of the new wave of letters for the stickers going out and i'm hoping to get back in information about the second order of mugs very soon so it will be coming out thank you so much everyone who continues to support uh, it's because of you that we're able to keep paying for some of the hosting costs and other fees that we have associated with this podcast it's not free but we do love doing it and we thank you so much for what you do to help us with that if you're interested in checking it out it's patreon.com that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash mlsfi thank you so much okay and now the injury news mike okay well let's um start with i think the the most one i've had the most questions on and that is almiron um he was called called up to paraguay he will go to paraguay however all they have during this window is just one friendly earlier in the week i don't i forget if it's tuesday or wednesday so the club has put out a statement and said that he will be back um, in time and be available for the club to play. Um, now, I don't know if he starts, you know, the last time that he uh, had an international duty, um, he only came off the bench for Atlanta. But as far as availability, um, he will be available. Um, some other players talk about um, staying on Atlanta. Um, Jones for Atlanta has been called up um, for Chicago. Dax McCarty has the call up for FC Dallas. There's a bunch Acosta, Figueroa. Hedges, Tesho Akindeli, uh, and so I don't forget Zimmerman. He's out for six to eight weeks um, with an injury, so he also won't be available. Um, back to the international call-ups, Montreal, Bernier, Simon, Crepu, um, Zamali, uh, Jackson Hamel, Lefebvre, and Oyongo. Uh, for Portland, Guzman, Nagby, um, Beasler, or for Sporting Kansas City, Beasler, Espinosa, Pasher, and Zuzi. Um, um, on a note on Espinoza, uh, he was called up, but he's not going to report because he's having back spasms. So I'm presuming he's going to be out because of that. Um, so he won't be called up, but he'll actually be injured even though he's been called up because MLS. Um, after the regular in- injury news, um, let's see. Oh, I think Saad was also called up, but, uh, or no, excuse me, Saad was injured. I have that note. Um, and he left the game for Sporting Kansas City a little early. Um, for some other injuries, uh, Nocherino and Ramos both received red cards. Um, we'll see if Disco suspends the um, red card for Ramos, but Orlando's already said that they are not appealing the red card for Nocherino. So he will be suspended for the next match for Orlando. Um, John Van Dam, he will be um, suspended for a yellow card accumulation. Uh, Birch limped off for Minnesota. Uh, Burnbaum missed the 18 for the second game for D.C. with a knee injury. Abara left for Minnesota with a right calf strain. Ilsenio uh, left with what appeared to be a hamstring. Creval also limped off. And then um, Onyewu left with a head injury, possible concussion. I'm, I'm not sure if he actually got a concussion or not. We haven't got an update. Um, Callens, even though he scored a goal, um, he was struggling most of the game with the shoulder injury, so keep a watch on that um, to see if you know he maybe should have come out and if he has any time that he missed. Uh, Kyoto didn't travel to Seattle um, for Houston, so I, I don't know if he'll be available after the break. And then um, Saren for uh, San Jose received a, a straight red card, um, so uh, you know he'll be suspended for the next game. 
Um, and then just kind of be aware. Um, we will have um, U.S. Open Cup action next week. So uh, you might see some rotation, but we'll talk about that more next week. And that's all I have, unless you guys um, have anything that I missed. All right, Mike, thanks for that. Uh, as thorough as always. So round 15 previews. Uh, it's game by game this week because there's only three games. And both Blaine and Mike are going to weigh in. Uh, so first one, Blaine, Chicago versus Atlanta. How do you see this playing out? Um, Chicago being at home, I think their defense is going to step up like they always do. Um, Atlanta's still good. I This is going to be a good game. I think this is probably your best game of the weekend right here. And I don't know, Chicago's good defense. I could see this one being 1-1, 2-1 to Chicago. I just I think Atlanta's going to find a way to break them down. I think they've got too much attacking talent coming in. But it's still the Chicago defense. They they are a clean sheet watch here, and they may honestly be the best clean sheet chance you've got this week. Oh, but you didn't pick um, a zero. You said one one or two one. I know, and I I I I like the Chicago defense, and that's what I'm thinking about this week. I think this may be your best shot for a clean sheet, and I'm not picking a clean sheet here. Mike. Uh, yeah, I definitely think Chicago is a good chance for a clean sheet. I, I don't know about the the best chance. Um, I think that honor is going to go to the team we'll talk about next. But uh, Chicago at home, has, has, I mean, they've turned that into a fortress. I think they're undefeated at home. I was trying to double check that before we started. Um, but anyway, regardless of whether they're undefeated or not, they're, they're very good. Um, we've seen Atlanta struggle on the road. Uh, Almiron away from home is a completely different player. Uh, the last five games, Almiron has been away from uh, Bobby Dowd Stadium. Uh, his highest score is six, and the rest of those, and he only did that once with the rest of them being threes and fours. Um, so I, I've seen some people interested. Um, also, you know, like I said uh, earlier in the injury report, Almiron uh, is going to be coming back from international duty. He should be available. But the last time he had international duty, he only played 30 minutes. So I don't know if he starts. Yep. Um, so if you're really looking for someone for Atlanta, uh, I think Gressel uh, might be an option at 4.4. Yep. 4. You know, and this week is a, is a great week for a switch. Um, a good option there. But, but to me, um, you have four Chicago players this week. Um, I, I think you have to have Schweinsteiger, and I think you have to have Nikolic. Um, and Vincent's pretty close to being a must-have, too, and then you can decide you know, who your keeper is and if you want another um, Chicago defender or a comm or something like that. But, yeah, I, I think you have to have four uh, Chicago players this week. Um, I, I predict this to be 2 nothing Chicago. Blaine, who are your player picks? Um, I've got Nikolic, and let me check my other one here. Um, Kappelhoff and uh, Lampson. Oh, no strong are the ones I like here. Yeah, um, just didn't have room for him this week. Sure, sure. Understandable. Mike, Sporting Kansas City, Montreal, you think this is the best clean sheet chance? I think so. Um, and it's, I mean, Sporting Kansas City has been a much better defense than Chicago, and Montreal has been a much worse offense than, than Atlanta. <laughs> um, I, I know Montreal has Zamali. Um, but even against the New York Red Bulls, with how bad they were, look, they only generated uh, one expected goal, um, which is not all, all that impressive considering you're at home and the way uh, the Red Bulls have struggled. Uh, I mean, Sporting Kansas City has just been very strong at home, even though they will be missing Beasler and Zussi, um They still have Icopara, uh, you know, and Zussi can be replaced by probably the best quote backup uh, running uh, right back in the league, in. Uh, 
Abdul Salami. So, um, or Salam. I don't know why I said Salami. Um, yeah, uh, meat, sandwich meat on the brain. But, I mean, you're going to have a great defense for uh, Sporting Kansas City. And, and I, I just think with we, what we've seen from them this year, them at home against anyone is a good clean sheet opportunity, but especially against an offense that's struggled over the year, uh, over the season as Montreal, I think they're the best uh, clean sheet opportunity. I, I think, moreover, Montreal is missing Simon from this game. So I, I think I have four Sporting Kansas City players too. Um, I, I really like... Um, Cal Haber in this one. Um, I also have Dwyer, uh, Aparo, and Madranda. Um, so I, I think this is um, a 2 nothing uh, Sporting Kansas City. Blaine, Blaine, your hometown so, team. Yeah, so I really like Sporting's chances this week. Um, I think this one's going to have goals in it. Um, I don't know who, quite who's going to score those. So I've actually got Fernandez in my lineup this time. I just I like the way he plays. I think he's going to really open this game up, and I'm not sure it's going to be Dwyer who's getting the goals this time around. Um, maybe it'll be another another hat trick for Fernandez when everybody kind of underestimates him. Don't know, but to the clean sheet chance, um, yeah, the defense is still good. You're going to have three of your four probably could be first team picks with Sinovic Apara and Abdul Salam. I, I think that's great, but Montreal's a counterattacking team, and there is no Beasler. Your two options right now to replace Beasler appear to be Didich, who just got signed from Swope Park, and Eric Palmer Brown. Now, with the counterattacking team and the Kansas City players liking to push up a little bit when they're given that space, I think you're going to have a really weak spot down the left side between Sinovic and the whoever the center back pairing is. And as we've seen lately, Piatti has been the one coming down that left side, and I think he could probably tear up the Sporting Kansas City defense at least enough for one goal. That's why I didn't have this rated as the higher clean sheet chance, just because I don't like the tactical matchup here of a young or rookie center back playing up, going up against Piatti on that side of the field. Now, maybe they switch Opara over to the left center back and put the, put the younger guy on the right side. But that really could that really change the whole dynamic of this team as well. I just I don't know how they're gonna do how they're gonna work it, but I I think Piatti and Zamali are good enough to break this team down once on the counter. I mean it still could go three uh, three one to Sporting, but I just I think Montreal is gonna get their goal in this game, and I would say they've probably got a better shot at getting a goal in this game than Atlanta does in Chicago, especially if you consider that Almiron may not play. Okay, so Piotti, so, Anzamali on your list. Fernandez, any other sporting Kansas City players you're tipping? Um, I think you've got to have Madranda. He's playing out of position, and there's no way he's going to rest this week. Uh, Espinoza's out, which shuffles things around. Madranda's probably in the midfield with Blessing playing up top. Um, and then I like Opara this round. I think you've got to get at least one Kansas City defender besides Madranda just to have that coverage. But, yeah, so my four that I'm looking at really heavily are Fellhaber, Fernandez, Opara, and Madranda. No one's saying and then Piotti from me. Um, I don't like the price. And with the clean sheet, with what I've said about the clean sheet, I'll take Lampson's chances at a much lower price. Now, before we move on, I know people have been mentioning uh, Madranda, talking about him being an out-of-position defender who scores goals. You're mentioning him right now. The guy's got one goal and one assist. Is he really that offensive powerhouse that people seem to want to slot him into? 
I'm asking you, Blaine. No, yeah, no. Um, he is not, but he is generating enough bonus points to justify it, plus the early sub. What, what are we calling it now? The well, it's just, the just called the Madranda. I'm just now. not seeing those bonus points. I'm seeing the five-point clean sheet bonuses when he's subbed out early, and then he's getting one point for 85 minutes or three points for 73 minutes. So, I mean, uh, I don't know if I'm buying that. He he's still rocking no, he's still the great. Dream team he's, he's cheap. overall. He's cheap. He, yeah, he's cheap. He's get. I mean, uh, maybe it's just that instead of playing a wing back position where he would be, he's playing a little more attacking, which gives him more consistent bonus points compared to other defenders in the same position. And then on a clean sheet heavy team, he's really raking it in. Sure. I mean, as far as a defender, I think he's a more consistent on bonus points than a lot of your non-premium center backs. And, and to follow up on what Blaine said, you know, even though he has been an offensive powerhouse, if you have a defender who's any kind of realistic goal threat, you know, for fantasy, that becomes valuable. Plus these early subs getting him, uh, you know, the clean sheet bonuses. I mean, look, with, with limited transfers, bonus points don't matter as much. It's clean sheets and goals. And Madronda is a decent shot at both pretty much every week for a defender. Um, so I think even though he's not generating bonus points, like Reed said, he's at time sporting Kansas City is at home. You kind of have to look at him, um, especially with um, Saad possibly being injured and sporting Kansas City being a little bit more shorthanded um, offensively. I think you'll see more go to Bedranda and, and have him generate some more opportunities, you know, especially in a week where we're not super sure about clean sheets i'm more sure than blaine but uh regardless i think we both think this is more of an offensive week with maybe three defenders in the back having a defender who maybe can pick up some of those goals and offensive chances is really um attractive fair enough all right last game portland versus dallas blaine yeah, this one's really hard to call. Um, we're going to be without a, Dallas is going to be without a couple defenders. I think what is it? Zimmerman and Hedges both called up, or is it just Hedges? Just Hedges, but Zimmerman's out for like a month. Right. Okay. So yeah, Dallas is kind of in flux, and Portland at home has been really tough. Um, I think you got to give the edge to Portland on this one. Um, I just I don't know what's going to happen. We've seen Dallas get underestimated a couple times, but then they've played a couple eggs too. So I I just don't know. Um, I'm looking pretty heavily at the Portland attack here, just because I don't think Dallas has got it. And then I don't know if Dallas has enough coming back. It just it's really going to depend on what we see. I mean, it was exciting to see Lamar finally break through for Dallas, and I know Dallas fans have been waiting for him to have his big game. So is he going to be able to keep or build some momentum off of that and keep it going? Is this the week we see Barrios really step up again? I mean, they don't have Acosta this week because he's with the international team. So I don't know what we're going to see from Dallas. So I this one's kind of a toss-up. I'm kind of predicting a 2-1, maybe 3-1 to Portland on this one just because I think they're going to be able to expose the Dallas back line. What players do you like? Um, I think if you're looking at it that way, you've got to go with Valerian Audius to of your first looks for Portland. And I really have no clue who to look at for Dallas. Maybe you look at a Rudy, seeing if he gets something coming back, but I just don't know. Mike? 
Yeah, I mean, the last time Portland played Dallas, um, it was at Dallas and Valeri was out and Portland still managed a 2-2 draw. Now, the expected goal suggests that might have been a little bit lucky um, on Portland's part, but I I think it shows that Portland um, has the ability with Adi to to generate goals and offensive chances uh, against Dallas. So um, I think Portland at home, we've seen them obviously like most other teams in the league, they're much better at home. Uh, And Dallas has kind of struggled recently except for their games against RSL. Um, And especially with all the absence they have, I I think the edge goes to Portland. I I think Valerian and Adi are the two you look at. Um, I I don't know if you're going to go with anyone in Dallas. Um, Maybe ride the hot hand with Lamar and um, have him as part of a switcheroo. Um, That's kind of what I'm playing with right now. But um, no one from Dallas you can really depend on for a consistent bonus point. Uh, you know, we, we know how inconsistent a Rudy is. Um, so personally, I, I don't think there's a lot of great fantasy options um, from Dallas. Uh, I, you know, I don't think there's clean sheet. Um, I'm guessing 3-1 or 2-1 Portland in this one. Um, I, I don't know the, about the Dallas score. Um, so I would probably favor the Portland guys, uh, you know, Valeri and Adi. You know, because we know they're going to get their chances. You know, Valeri getting not as many bonus points as he used to, but he get gets something. That that's that's where I would look at it in this game. All right, thank you guys for breaking those down. Lots of good insights for the limited pool. So it sounds like uh, four from Chicago, four from Sporting Kansas City. Wrap up the rest from Portland, and just fill it for the rest. Pretty much. Yep, it's not a good team right there. There's your, there's your <laughs> cookie cutter team for the week. I don't know. Maybe throw maybe a Gressel in there for fun or or as a Molly, like like you guys said. Could be some fun differentials this round for sure. But when it all comes down to you have to make your picks. Guys, uh, who are you looking at this round, Mike Keepers? Um going with uh Lampson for Chicago. We lose your blame? Yeah, I'm back. Oh, you're back. Keeper. Uh, Lampson, I think for the price and for all the reasons I said about the clean sheet, you really got to look at him. Yes. What about defenders, Blaine? Um, since I lost it on my phone, um, I'm looking at Madranda, Opara, and Kappelhoff, but I've got Opara and Guillen actually in a switcheroo at the moment. Just if Dallas does something or if Opara doesn't pick up any bonus points and they get scored on, we've got that to go with. Mike? Uh, Vincent, Madranda, Apara. Okay, some similarities there. What about midfields? I have uh, Valeri, Schweinsteiger, and Fellhaber. And then I have um, Gressel and Lamar as a switcheroo. Blaine? Um, right now I've got uh, Fellhaber, Fernandez, and Valeri. And then I've actually got Piotti and Almiron as two away guys that I just I threw them in there. I wanted to see what the team looked like. Um, Mike has actually kind of convinced me to switch away from Almiron, which probably means... Schweinsteiger, but I really do like Piatti this week. Okay, you really like Piatti this week. That's fair. And who do you like at forward then? Um, right now I've got Nikolic and Adi in my team. I think those are your two most proven goal scorers. Mike? I have Nikolic, Adi, and then I'm adding in Dwyer. Oh. And finally, Mike, who is your captain? Schweinsteiger. <laughs> Oh, okay. Blaine? Uh, I currently have it sitting on Fernandez just because I've got that gut feeling he's going to score a couple goals. But if I come to my senses, I'll switch it over to Fellhaber beforehand. Ah. 
<laughs> okay, Fernandez or Benny, but you like the hometown pick this week. Yep. Uh, I think Jason has a word from that. Uh, what is that, Jason? Mm. Well, not what I was going for, but thanks. Uh, well, thank you, everyone who's listened tonight. I hope those uh, recommendations help you with your team. I will probably see a lot of cookie cutters, so some of these differential picks may uh, help you just uh, separate yourself from the pack. But this is not around to worry about really getting big gains from. So just just roll with it. Have some fun. Enjoy the games that's on there. Uh, Blaine, I know you have to leave us. You have some special uh, daddy, daughter, mommy time. Uh, do you have anything you want to plug before you leave? No, um, just uh, grateful for all the support I've gotten on Twitter from everybody. Just this has been a rough week and a half for me, but we're happy, we're healthy, we got through it. So just make, just keep on going, and I uh, really do appreciate everybody out there on Twitter. Thank you so much, Blaine. Uh, we're going to move on to community time. You guys have fun. Okay, moving on to community time. Uh, the R slash Fantasy MLS top scorer was uh, Benjamin. No last name, but it's not Bear. And he was the manager of Team Beer City FC with 197 points. Holy cow, man. That was the top score of the round, not just the top score of the R slash Fantasy MLS League. Uh, that's an amazing score. Uh, I would love to see if someone could crack 200 points this season. You think we can maybe see that, Mike? Uh, I think so. I think we have a few... Um big double game weeks coming up and you know as people's uh, budgets start to swell up um I, d I definitely think we'll see one get hit uh, this year it's tough I, i'm looking forward to it. looking forward to it uh the mls fantasy insider patreon league a uh, lot of shuffling around here bit nomad has taken the lead with a record of 10 0 and 1 he displaced rj gage who falls to number two after his second draw of the season his record is now nine two and two uh and yours truly myself i read have moved back up into third place with a record of nine oh and four so a lot of tough competition there in the patreon league i hope you guys have been having fun with that and if anyone wants to participate in some of these patreon only exclusives be sure to to go and donate that's that's how you get access to some of this cool stuff and then finally my favorite league favorite maybe yours too mike it's the hosts head-to-head -head league for the mls fantasy insider podcast so mike you had a game against uh, mr guy sanchez this round how did it go uh well thanks to the um orlando team i lost but at least we got to share um some carrie underwood gifs uh, on twitter and so um you know um, enjoy carrie underwood and predators guy you got this one <laughs> Your, your, your GIF game is strong, Mike. Uh, yeah, Guy had 179 points, which was the highest score in our league this round. So it was a rough time to go up against against Guy, Mike. You did you did well. Uh, I mean, in fairness, I, I would have lost anyone except for Weeby, I think, or like a, only if like a few people. <laughs> but I mean, Simon, uh, Simon didn't do well. You, you would have beat Simon. I would beat Simon. Yeah, yeah, you could have beat Simon. Uh, I took on Ivan the Terrible from Fantasy Football first, and I was victorious, 167 to 176. So a nice game for me. I had the uh, second highest score. Or no, no third, second highest score. Yeah, the second highest score this round. A lot of 170s in our league, so it was tough. Speaking of 170s, uh, Tim took on Phil, and they both had 172. So a, a draw right there from two very strong competitors. 
As we mentioned, Simon took on Blaine, and Simon only got 143 points, so Blaine's 173 was enough to beat him. Ben Bear took on Jason, and Jason got 174. So congrats, Jason. Uh, what do you... <sighs> I, that's what I thought you'd have to say about this game. I, I can't believe you, Jason. Jason, Ben, he's such a great guy. Why, why do you be like that to him? Not good. So cold. So cold. Uh, Andrew Wiebe took on Fantasy Football 24-7, and I guess he just got uh, a cold shivers against that because that team because 93 points to 163. Got stomped. Congrats. Th- th- this is what annoys me. I messaged him on Twitter asking him if he loved America, that he was going to make his transfers. He responded to me and said, okay, remind me. I reminded him. Still didn't make his transfers. Clearly, Andrew Wiebe does not love America. Ooh, he I hates our freedom. I spread that rumor. I mean, I, I just don't know what the other explanation is. I mean, to me, that's the only reasonable explanation. You know, perhaps, I mean, if he loves America, he, maybe he'll make his transfers. Perhaps he felt that his team was so strong that it didn't need any transfers. He I, just I looked think at that it would be insulting his intelligence a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, he lost to fantasy football 24-7, so there we go. Uh, then finally, the second draw of this round, Travis took on... Uh, Andrew Crawlard and both of them had a score of 160. So two draws this round. I'm I was kind of surprised that we're seeing as many draws as we have, but we got two. Very tough competition. Next week, round five, I am going head to head against Mike Denton. Guy Sanchez is taking on Travis. Andrew Crawlard is taking on Andrew Weeby, Battle of the Andrews. Fantasy Football 24-7 is taking on Ben Bear. Jason is taking on Simon. Blaine is taking on Tim, and Phil is taking on Ivan from Fantasy Football First. So great things are still to come. Well, that's all that we have for tonight. I hope you guys enjoy the show. Shorter episode because of the short round, so easy listening. Be sure to share it with your friends or re-listen to it multiple times. We like to have the uh, the numbers on the on the podcast. Uh, Mike, anything you want to plug? Well, should we go over uh, Calvin's questions? I know Blaine isn't here. Oh, you're right. I forgot. Calvin's questions. Uh, Blaine had to leave us, but Calvin did have two very good questions. Uh, first one was, what lessons have we learned so far in this season? I touched on this earlier, but but to me, it's been a real um, mindset change with the unlimited transfers to think that bonus points don't matter as much. Um, you know, before, you know, we're looking over trying to pick up a player for a consistent number of games. You know, if you're looking, hoping for a six-game investment, and, you know, in order to really pay off, they have to be producing bonus points. Um, now with the, the one-off games, you know, where you're only picking up a player for one game, it's really come down to that player needs to have a goal or a clean cheat. And so it's really kind of changed the way I, I think and approach the game and, and what I'm looking at. Um, you know, I'm much more looking, less looking at the player and more looking at the matchups and, and the chances for a lot of goals and for them to be involved in getting goals assists or you know keeping no goals out and getting clean sheets so that that's to me has been the learning curve of of the unlimited transfers is just changing the way i evaluate players to really not even evaluate players as much as evaluating um the the matchups first interesting interesting uh I guess I haven't focused on that so much. I have heard you say that before, and it's it is an, a very thought provoking idea because it makes it a bit more similar to the fantasy EPL game, even though we do have a definite, distinct flair of of difference between between that system. 
for me, I think it's it's just trying to accept the fact that some of these players, and, and I guess this is something you should do every year, but it seems like for several years we've had certain key players who have just been producing every year and and getting over that idea that, no, no, they're, they're going to start producing again. This is going to be their round. Um, it, it's been hard at times. I think Kleshton's been an example of one of those players that, that you just think he's going to do something. Uh, Giovanni Dos Santos at times. He's heating up now, but at times before. Uh, Sebastian Javinko with his uh, in-and-out appearances. Some of these guys just aren't producing Piotti, uh, another one. So it's it's been tough kind of thinking that these these guys aren't going to be getting the points as often. So embracing some of these new players has has been something I've been trying to do more of maybe than I've done in the past seasons, but I, I think that's something I've learned so far to broaden my horizon some. The second question that uh, Calvin sent to us is, what early Gold Cup thoughts do we have? Uh, Mike, do you have anything for that? Oh, I've, I've got a pro tip. Just pay okay. attention to the internet call-ups. I mean, the international <laughs> call-ups. Well, I, I mean, with the, with, Mike, isn't that a no-brainer? <laughs> I mean, I, I guess so. But, I mean, look, you, we, we know kind of now who the CONCACAF people are. I mean, we see a, a big 40-man roster. Um, you know, if, if you're concerned about the Gold Cup, go look up at, at that roster. Um, you know, look at the, who the names are and, and kind of pay attention. I mean, it's it's going to affect the teams. And until we find out who the final roster is to see who, because I mean, right now, I mean, it's pretty much anyone decent in MLS, it's American. <laughs> it's called up to that roster. So, you know, it, you know, if, if, I mean, there could be some big implications, but it kind of depends on who actually gets to go. You know, for example, if Joe Bendick goes and then Josh Saunders starts for Orlando. Yeah. Wait, I'm just going to savor the thought of Josh Saunders starting in Orlando and talking to Derek on Twitter about that. That's <laughs> oh, beautiful. Um, you know, you know, that that could be a big thing. You know, if they play, you know, Wondolowski and he scores three goals, because, I mean, we know how, how great Wondolowski is, you know, ask TK. Um, I mean, you know, it, it could change a lot because you don't have the same quality of players. So we don't know who exactly is going up. But, I mean, you have players across the board like C.J. Sapong, you know, Philadelphia Union could be really regressing because they really needed him as part of their offense. Um, so it really depends who gets on the final list for the Gold Cup. But, I mean, go go take a look at that roster because there are some names that will have a, a really big fantasy impact. But right now I don't know if there's a lot – we could do honestly coming up i'm really more concerned about the u.s uh open cup um that's going to yeah. start uh next week midweek there's a f- few mls matches this time we have a new york derby we have um a cascadia cup. fc taking on columbus yeah the first ohio derby which you know i'm sure that's something that they care about <laughs> hey i'm i'm I was wearing my uh, FC Cincinnati shirt last weekend when I was up in Cincinnati, so uh, I'm all for it. I'm all for that. Let's go Cincinnati. Well, you should go. It's in the middle of the week. I got this thing called work, Mike. I I know, but apparently the people who you know run the tournament don't, you know, because they. I, mean, I would wish this these tournament these these games were on the weekend because I would love to. I would especially love to go see Christos FC play uh, DC United. That's a really cool story. Well, maybe our next Patreon will be to. Uh, help get us to travel around and have our own soccer tour. That would be awesome. <laughs> I, in that case, I would absolutely love you forever. Okay. Yes, you you would. You would. 
you and Jason would love everyone forever to help you travel around and watch soccer. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, no, I think you nailed the Gold Cup, Mike. I don't have anything else for early Gold Cup thoughts. Um, I'm really more concerned about post Gold Cup and seeing who's going to be fit to come back to play and what kind of injuries may happen because teams are going to go go hard for this. It's it's not something that people take lightly. So it's it's going to be yeah, fun. especially it's going to be a lot fun. of the the people on that Gold Cup roster being on the outside looking into the World Cup. There, yeah. those those players are absolutely going to go all out because they want an invitation to Russia. Um, you know, and assuming the U.S. can actually qualify for Russia. Um, that that's a real big opportunity for these guys to to get on that team and try to work themselves in. I think we saw it um, last cycle with a few guys, um, and I mean this is this is going to be their best shot because I mean after this there's only two more qualification windows than just a bunch of friendlies before the World Cup. So I mean this is the real last chance for these guys to make a name for themselves. Yeah, well said. Well now, Mike, we're at plugs. Who do you like? Oh, like, like the plugs? I mean, yeah, I, I like, like myself. Plugs, Mike? <laughs> I like myself. Uh, at MLS Injury News, hit me up with injury stuff. Uh, always appreciate um, when you all share feedback. Very nice. Well, who do I like? I like injury news as well from, from Mike Denton. Uh, also, check out all the articles coming up at MLSFantasyBoss.com. Uh, I'm just happy that May is over because that was a crazy month with all kinds of midweek games. We're not dealing with as much of that this round, so... Articles are going to be much more regular at Fantasy Boss. They're also going to be popping up more over at r slash Fantasy MLS. There's lots of good conversation, uh, captain's polls, and just rant threads. If you just need to vent to someone, these are the guys to do it to because they understand. They understand your pain. So check out everything that's coming out over this week. It's going to be fun. And even with only three teams playing, it's still going to be good. There's still fantasy points to be had. So good luck. <laughs>